Ben is here. What's up, girl? Super mom. <laughs> we good? I'm live. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to grab my glasses. Then I'm going to be back. I'm back. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Elohim Tov. Kol Hazman. Elohim Tov. Hakozman. He's good all the time. And um, now, if, uh, if you're out there, rather you're in TV land or sitting in a seat. <laughs> what you have here is the first book and lesson of the of the book of Revelation study. OK. I was just going to go ahead and wait till I finish the book, but I'm realizing that I need to actually go through it. As I'm doing it. Um, and that's the Lord's idea. Said it would be better if you go through it as you're doing it, then they can go back and then see the study, even uh, seeing it being taught on. OK, because if I just give you a book full of information, you're not going to read it. But if you if you heard it, you'll go back and look at the notes and say, OK, now I know what this means. Now I know how this connects in the book of Revelation. Oh, this is not a mystery anymore. That mystery anymore. And then you'll be able to understand the book of Revelation. OK, um, I'm going to give a little bit today, but um, I don't I, I'm going to get back to this after we talk about something. OK, so it's called the, uh, the, the Pashut puzzle book, the book of Revelation. Pashut in Hebrew means simple. OK, and I know people think the book of Revelation is very. But it's really a very simple book. Uh, you just don't know how to put the puzzle together, okay? It's a, it is a puzzle because a lot of the puzzles are in different parts of the Bible, okay? So you have to go back and find out where did they get, where do I get this piece that fits here? Where do I get the piece that fits here? You know, and then as you go back to the Old Testament or you go to other books, you'll find all the pieces that lock in to the book of Revelation and then it it won't be a mystery to you anymore because um, we got uh, we got uh, someone was saying, uh, oh, the, the OK, let's learn something real fast. How many star constellations are there? Star constellations. Thank you. I need a Hebrew student. I was like, I'm one Hebrew student. There's 48. Did you say 48? Oh, OK. I thought you said 28. OK, 48 uh, star constellations. OK, now, what does it begin with? What does the star constellations begin with? Virgo, because Virgo is the beginning of the gospel, because uh, the, the virgin has to be chosen. And then, then she has to have a baby, right? Then the baby dies, and then he, he comes back to life, and he becomes king of the whole world, right? So that's what's in the stars already, okay? So everybody's all excited about um, um, that they see the star constellation in Virgo this year, and it has a baby that's going to be in Rosh Hashanah. Okay, now what? It's called child. Now listen, from the very beginning of, the, of, the, of history, in, in, in Genesis chapter uh, 1, verse 14, when God puts the stars in the constellation, the gospel is placed in the constellations. So there's a Virgo in the constellations in Genesis. There, she's giving birth to a child. In Genesis, it's the Bible in the sky. 
So now that somebody to now have discovered, oh my goodness, Rosh Hashanah, Virgo's gonna have a child in her stomach, right? She's gonna be giving birth. That's been there since the beginning. It's not a new thing. It doesn't mean that the rapture's happening. It just means that, like the Matthew, was it here in 1900? Yes. Was it here in 1914? Yes. Was it here in 19... So every year, when you read Matthew, there's a virgin in there who's having a baby. Okay? So it's no new discovery. It's just that that's the gospel. So that's the gospel in the stars. So everybody sees this new revelation. There's inside of her stomach is a child. But if you read the gospel in the stars, you'll see that there's always been a child inside the stomach of Virgo and she gives birth and the and the and she gives birth to this child and this child dies she's the next one you see is the child sitting on her lap then the next thing you see the child is is being uh, crucified then the next thing he comes back and he's king of the whole world that's in the star constellation in the beginning so everybody that's getting excited about that is just the gospel in the star it's always been there it doesn't mean that a child is going to be born on on Rosh Hashanah, okay? And so these are things like we want to study. I want to ask you guys a question, and I hope you, you, you understand this, okay? Here's the question. Can the rapture be 100 years from now? No. no. Why not? Why can't the rapture be 100 years from now? Because we're in the season of rapture now. Exactly, Pastor Bid. Because Jesus Christ who is God, said, when you see the nation of Israel rebirth, you will know you're in the last generation, okay? Then he does things to let you know what a generation is so that you can know before this happens, before this generation is over, you're going to see all of these events happen. And he says it so that you know the season and the time you're in because i saw uh, you know this someone asked me pastor sandy can you tell me who was a good pastor uh because it seems like everybody's crooked so i said to this one guy who's a, a good guy but he doesn't know the bible that well and as soon as he comes on he says the rapture could be thousands of years from now and i went oh my goodness i just said this to somebody but it's impossible you understand it's impossible because the Bible cannot lie. The word of God cannot lie. By the time there's Jesus returns, the rapture will have already happened. The, the, the mid-tribulation will have already happened. Jesus coming on a cloud would be the end of that thing. So he says, before I come on a cloud, there'll be a rapture, a mid-trib, and my coming, okay? So we don't, you don't have to sit, you don't have to sit around going, well, what if it's 20 years from now? What if it's 30? God has already put this in a, in a, in a, um, a calculator where you know Israel was born here. This must happen here. And this, and this is the end of it here. It's already calculated. Okay. So I don't want, I don't want you to be religious, okay? Religion is a waste of time. It's a waste of God's time. It's a waste of your time. You don't want religion in your life. Religion is you trying to do something to prove to God that you're a good person, okay? But relationship with God does not exist. You will go to church and you think God goes, uh, give uh, uh, Johnny credit. I just saw him go to church. Uh, give Timmy credit. I just saw him walk in. And God is like, that has nothing to do with me and you. I want to get to know you. This is all about me and you being in a relationship. Okay. And if you don't know my word, it's going to be hard for you to be in a relationship because you're not trying to get to know me. And so if you don't know me, how can we be in a relationship? I already know you. I made you. But if you don't know me and you don't know my words, then we're not in a relationship. 
So you're trying to get through life without a personal relationship with God. You don't even know how important prayer is. You don't even know how important it is to speak a word over your own life that agrees with God. You understand? Because I speak to my body. In the name of Jesus, you will come in line with the word of God and do what you're supposed to do. So I go, well, that's crazy. No, it's not crazy. It's spiritual and it's truth. God has given me a, a sound mind. Is that is that is that scripture, Pastor Ben? Yes, it is. Okay. If God has given me a sound mind and he's given me peace and he's given me self-control, that means I need to speak that because that's what God says I am. If I'm not speaking that, then then you basically are are trying to have religion and not relationship because you're not saying what God says about you. You are miraculously made, you know, you're, you're, you're incredibly made. OK, um, uh, uh, a, a scripture that's, that says that God, God is uh, 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 um, that he loves you and he's always watching out for you and he's keeping you. OK, you have to know these scriptures if you don't know them. OK, because you don't read the Bible, you don't understand at all times, at all times. You're a spiritual being. Guess what? You have spiritual ears. How do you think we hear from God? It's not with your physical ear. Sometimes you, you are so sure God spoke to you, you act on it. You know why? Because he spoke to your spiritual ear. And nobody heard it. And you're like, oh, my goodness. Uh, God, the Lord told me. And they go, <laughs> yeah, God's been talking to Sheila again. You know? But you know when God is speaking to you, okay? Now, if you are a spiritual being and you have spiritual ears, guess what you also have? Other spirits that can speak to your spiritual ears. So if I'm a demon, I can speak to your spiritual ears. That's what um, uh, suicide is about. That's what drug addiction is about. That's what uh, low self-esteem is about. That's what all that is about. It's the spirits speaking to your spirit, telling you what it thinks about you and what you should do. And you don't know God enough to repeat the words that God wants you to say because you haven't been reading the word. So you don't know what God says about that. You understand? So if I hear something in my ear that I know doesn't come from God, how do I know it doesn't come from God? It doesn't line up with the word of God. So therefore, I have to correct that. I can't, I can't be quiet. If I'm quiet, you know what the demon thinks? He's listening. She's listening. Let's see how far this goes. Let's see if we can get her to act on it, then we'll know they're listening. Okay? Okay, go, go, go get the pills. Oh, she's listening. Oh, she's listening. Okay, keep speaking to her, right? When am I going to talk to you? When do I want to talk to you? Because you're supposed to have a spirit of self-control. When do I want to talk to you? When you're emotional. Because when you're emotional, what don't you, what, what don't you have? Control. You don't have self-control. So I'm a demon. I'm going to take advantage of situations of lack of control. If you're angry, I want to take advantage of that. You just lost your job? I want to take advantage of that. You understand? So he's taking advantage of your emotions. Your emotions are a teenager living in your body. They cannot run your house. You understand? You got to tell them to shut up and go to your room sometime. You understand? And you got to tell them what the rules of the house are, which comes from the spirit. Okay? I'm pastoring this morning. Listen. You are a spiritual being. You have to speak what the Bible says about you to be strong. You are spiritually connected to God. For you to be disconnected from God is going to cause problems because you're trying to find the connection. Everyone in the world is looking for a God connection. You go to AA, pick any God. 
Because they know that you need a God connection. But you want the proper God connection, okay? Because there's only one that will satisfy your spiritual being. Why am I so balanced? Why am I so happy? What, what is this joy I see on you that I don't see in other people? Oh, I'm a Christian. I've heard that so many times. Really, oh, so you're connected with the source and you know him, so therefore, you're not searching for anything. This is why Satan gives people everything but what they need. I can give you success, but you don't need it. Because you can be successful, and like me and Wink, walking, get off the metro on, on Wilshire, and as soon as we come out the metro, a guy's jumping, from the top of the building and splash hits the ground. And me and Wink are like this. Oh my goodness. We find out the guy owns the company that owns the building. So what was wrong with him? He had plenty of money. He owned the company, it was very successful. So what, what happened? Something starts speaking to him, okay? And his money, his Rolls Royce was in the basement. His driver was in the front, in, 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 on the, on the, in the, uh, at the uh, desk in the front. His driver drives in and worked as a, and he's, so he, he had everything, right? To what we think this will bring you happiness. But God knows and Satan knows you can't get enough success to be happy because you're still not connected. And so since you're still not connected, you're vulnerable to everything because now your emotions control your life. And when I catch you in an emotional state, I'm going to get you. I'm going to start talking to you. You ain't nobody. You're not going to do anything. I'm going to start speaking to you. You understand? And then you've got to say, like Jesus did, the word of God says this. Get behind me, Satan. The word of God says this. Okay. Now, why was Jesus able to say that? He knew the word. This is what I'm trying to tell you. You've got to know who you are in Christ, what God says about you. Okay. You can never say, uh, I don't have enough. I never will have enough. I'll never have a good job. Because what does the scripture says? My God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, right? So if God will supply all your riches, everything that you need, and he's, and he's already has said it, then if you hear somebody tell you, you ain't nothing, you ain't gonna never be nothing, you say, my God will supply all my needs and riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Success is in my God. He is the one who makes rich. You know the Bible says that? He is the one who makes rich. If God makes you rich, you are, you are rich and balanced. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to teach you guys to war. You have to war. The whole earth is under a spiritual battle. Yeah. This has nothing to do with physical. Amen. You understand? This is demonic spirits that are here. That, said, that Enoch says they are after human yeah. souls. Yeah. Okay? One of the people that used to go to was saying he was thinking about doing committing suicide, and I said that would have been a horrible idea. But I can see why the demon was telling you that. You know why? Because you're not in position to go to heaven. Okay. So if I'm telling I'm telling you, yeah, you should you could you could get rid of all this pain if you just kill yourself. And now you kill yourself, and you're in more pain than you ever been in your life. Because you weren't ready. You understand? So we have to know and understand you're in a spiritual battle. God is in control. How do we know God is in control? This is what we're looking at today. We have two Adams in the Bible, right? The first Adam, I didn't bring my 6,000 year count, but from the first Adam to 1948, Abraham begins having three sons. And what's the name of one of the sons? 
I mean, I mean, Adam begins having three. Uh, wait a minute. No. Uh, Limit begins having three sons. OK. So you go from Adam, then you get to uh, Limic, and Limic is about to have three sons. He's going to have Abraham, and I forget the other two, but he's going to have Abraham. And in the 1948 year, Limic begins to have children, and one of them is Abraham. So God specifically lets you know that after Abraham, 1948 years later, I will begin the nation of Israel using Abraham. Then God says there's a second Adam in the Bible. And what's his name? Jesus. So from Jesus, why is it, not, why is it 2023? Because it's 2023 years since the beginning of Jesus. So what was 1948? 1948 from the time of Jesus, who is what? The second Adam. So now from second Adam to 1948, you get what? the rebirth of the nation of Israel. So who controlled the time that both of, that means God had to make sure everybody was born in the Bible at the exact time that he said they must be born. You understand? So somebody is controlling everything. You understand? Okay. Let's go to uh, 2 Kings chapter 25 verse 8. So we go, okay, 1948. The Lord said, if you, if you remind them of truth, maybe they'll realize who I am. Okay, 1948. Now watch this. In verse 8, it says, on the seventh day of the fifth month, in the 19th of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, commander of the imperial, imperial guard, an official of the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and set fire to the temple. So we know, these, we know on the ninth of all, the temple was completely destroyed. But when did it happen? In the 19th year. Listen, in the 19th year. That means after Israel was destroyed, was taken to Babylon. They came back 19 years later and destroyed Jerusalem and took them to Babylon. Why did it happen 19 years apart? Because look, Israel is rebirthed 1948. They don't get Jerusalem back till 1967. Okay. So therefore, God waits 50, God waits 19 years before he brings back Jerusalem. But when was this determined? Here it is in the book of Kings. That means Jesus hasn't even been born yet. You understand? But it's also in Genesis. And Israel hasn't been born yet. Huh? Which, which chapter? Oh, oh, 2 Kings chapter 25, verse 8. Okay. The Lord said, you guys don't have to worry about anything. Everything's been predetermined. Time has been predetermined. Dates have been predetermined. God says, I'm not late. I'm coming soon, and I'm not late. I already determined the times. You know you're in rapture season. Yes. You don't have to sit around here guessing, oh, I wonder if the Lord's coming. I wonder if the rapture is thousands of years from now. You cannot say that because then you say, well, Jesus was lying when he said that uh, the fig tree would be the last generation. That's what you would have to be saying. Because that's what the pastor told us people. The rapture could be a hundred or a thousand years from now. Nobody knows the days or hour. We know the season because Jesus said it. Yes. 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 We're forgetting facts. And then when you forget facts, you start hearing lies. But you, you, lies do not rule over facts. Okay? You're living in the last days. You're living in the time. 
Why 2022 passed, I have no idea, but I know one thing, we're getting closer and closer to the end of this time that we have here. And you know and understand, look, I'm, I'm watching something, they're killing, they want these people to kill all these cows, get rid of these cows because they're trying to get rid of food. They're buying up farmland because they want to, they're, and they're paying farmers to bury what they have now, okay? So they're planning a famine. You need to know that. That's crazy. Why would they plan a famine? Because the Bible's true, okay? And, and Revelation chapter 5 and 6 says that there will be a famine. You understand? They're going to starve people to death. You want to be here for that? You understand? They're going to starve people to death. It will begin with a world war that's going to kill billions of people. And when they come out of it, some guy is going to be standing there saying, I've got a seven-year peace plan. And the world's going to accept him as being the, the guy with the, with the answers. You understand? The Bible is telling you this is true. You better understand it's true. And you better be ready for when I come to take people who are ready because a lot of people are going to go through this. I don't want it to be you. But if you understand who made 1948 happen, who made 1967 happen, how do you have a six-day war and on the seventh day Israel gets to Jerusalem back exactly 50 years from the last uh, uh, June? And then just so God can let you know, he has Trump 50 years later announced that Jerusalem belongs to the Jews. So God was just letting you know, see, I'm still in the game. My people should be watching what? The patterns of time that I'm keeping. Was Hitler a shock? It, it, it should not have been a shock because God prophesied that Israel was going to Gomer and in Gomer is where they would be punished. Gomer is Germany. So that means Germany is not, is not a surprise. God, Jesus, the word of God. What you're, what you're thinking about is this. Someone has controlled time. Well, first of all, they had to create an earth. And it appears, like the scientist says, it appears that earth has been made specifically for, for humans. Really, you're genius. <laughs> it's like, if the, if the sun was this far away, we would all freeze to death. And if it was a mile closer, we would all burn up. But it appears, and then the oxygen that's in the air that fills our lungs is perfect for our survival. It appears to me that God made earth for humans. It's like, he's so smart. That is so dumb. You could have read Genesis. You didn't need four or eight years of school to learn that. <laughs> so God is letting you know, first I built the earth. I made it and I made it especially for you. Okay. Something happened and evil got into the world. So you're disconnected from your creator. Your job is to become reconnected back to your creator. Yeah. So I'm sending a reconnection. Uh, uh, I, sent, I, I, I bought extension cord the other day, right? The extension cord is for you to plug in so you can be also have electricity. You understand? Jesus Christ became your extension cord from yeah. heaven. Yeah. Now you can plug in and actually be plugged into God yeah. through an extension cord, which is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You understand? So you got a cord that's not connected to the cord that's connected to the power. What do you have in that cord? Zero. Zero. This is how people try to live. So they go around plugging themselves into things, expecting things to work. Yeah. Wow. But you're not even plugged into the source of power. Wow. You got, I just plugged this into the TV, but the TV won't work. Wow. 
that's because there's an extension cord. You need to plug into the other cord that's plugged into the power. Then you'll get a TV working. Amen. Life just ain't working out for me. Do you need to plug in then? Amen. The Lord, I mean, the Lord's just talking to me and he's telling me, my people, listen, you have nothing to worry about in Christ. Are you in the last days? You better believe it. Are they planning for your demise? You'd better believe it. If you don't think, you better start getting on some of these things and finding out what are they planning? I'm not even talking about the, the uh, guillotines that were delivered to the concentration camps. That's just a small portion of the tribulation. That's a small portion. They could also starve people to death. Some people, they're going to, you're going to walk around talking about Jesus, Jesus, and, and, and oh, I shouldn't listen. But it, it's too late. You can either get your head cut off or you can starve you to death or we can put you in prison. We can do this. And you guys, well, they could never do that. There's too many people in the world. How could they control everybody at once? They're working on it. They're working on that, okay? Because as soon as you can't get money and you got to eat, you will comply. And here is a loving God that's telling you not only how to survive till he gets here, okay, but he's telling you to stay connected so when I come, I can take you away from what's coming because you can't change what's coming. You can't change it. It's come. Look, just like Israel was prophesied that they were going to Germany in the book of Hosea. They couldn't change what was coming in, 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 in Germany. Just like Hitler was prophesied in the book of Psalms. They couldn't stop Hitler from coming. You understand? So everything that God put in this book is his plan to redeem as many souls as he possibly can. You understand? So he's trying to tell you how to be mentally healthy. How can you be mentally healthy? I'm plugged into the source and I know what the source says about me. That's all. I haven't changed anything since since I came back here from Montreal. Everything in Montreal was going horrible. Horrible. I was going to jail. I got people living with me I don't like. I'm, I'm coming out of clubs drunk. I can't get a good job. Football's over. I don't far. What, nothing going right. I get in a fight with the police. Now I gotta leave the country. I get back to, I get back to California and I plug back into the source. I meet my wife, get a good job, buy a house, have children, and life starts working again. I'm going, what happened? People in Montreal don't even know the real, the, the, this me. They think I'm that nut that used to live in, in Montreal. I'm not even that person. That person wasn't even plugged into God. So now I get plugged into God and I get all of this, things coming. And I'm thinking I could, I could do two things. I could say, boy, when I got back to California, I just really got it together. I decided to do this and do that. I know you didn't, because if you came back and you weren't connected, you could, you could have had all the plans you want. If God wasn't in it, you wasn't having them. And we don't understand that. It's so simple. We don't understand that. Very simple. God is your source. You stay connected to the source. If you stay connected to the source, you can plug in and things work because you're connected to the source. Okay? You want to disconnect yourself? That is the dumbest thing in the world. Not smart at all. I see people walk away. 
Okay, someone tell you, please don't bring this person up again because his life has been absolutely horrible and he's lost his house and he's been homeless and, 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 and you keep bringing him up. Scotty Clark. I said, do you know how, Scotty Clark walked away from God, found another religion, another Jesus, led many people away from Jesus, and then now you're saying don't mention his name when he comes online and tells people an alternate route to God, and I'm not supposed to mention his name. And I'm like, why would I not tell people what he's doing and he's leading people from Christ? But do you know how blessed he was when he was in Christ? Flying all over the world. People flying him in, flying him out. He's blessed. He has a job. He has a home. He has everything. Okay, then he walks away from the source as if you're going to, I don't need to be plugged into you, electricity, I can do it on my own. <laughs> electricity is like this, go ahead. <laughs> so what I'm trying to do is let you guys know one thing. God is already given us a plan. God has already proven his plan. Matthew chapter 23. Let's go there real fast. Adonai. Omer ma'ataros hile omer. That's my prayer in the morning. Say what you want to say. Because if I come here with a pre-planned message, I'm dumb. You understand? Because God may have some things to say. And the Lord is like speaking to you now. He's trying to tell you your future is secure. Which is mean to worry. You don't have to worry. If you worry, that's your choice. You can speak the word of God over yourself and rejoice over the fact that, that the source is still with you. Or you can sit around worried all day. Understand? But it... it it's a choice. Prayer is a choice. Speaking God's word over your life is a choice. I, get, I spoke a word over my life, okay, the day I got fired. That don't make any sense. You just got fired. You lost your job. What are you doing to speak? I said, my God, just supply all my riches, all my, all my nieces, riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I don't care what they did today. Okay, I said, matter of fact, I'm going to Bible study. I go to Bible study and there's a guy there. You look like you'd be a good minister inside a juvenile prison. We got three prisons. Could you take them over? The one is here, one is there, one is there. And we'll pay you twice as much as the last people that just fired you. I spoke a word. I spoke the word over myself, what God says that he can do in my life, not my situation. Yeah. Because if I had spoke my situation... That would have meant nothing to God because that's not what God promised. Right. And everything that God is doing, you don't have to see it first. That's right. Somebody told us what about this church. Pastor Ben's like, let's get started. I said, I'm going to start a church, Pastor Ben. Let's get started. Let's go. Amen. We had no idea what everything was going to be inside of this. Amen. But God gave it success. God gave it success. Not me or Pastor Ben, but we moved on God's word. You have to move on God's word. God don't, he didn't, we didn't walk in here with chairs all the same color <laughs> and a clean floor. We walked in here, it took almost all day to clean the place up. So Someone donated us. Uncle Staff, who just passed away, donated us all the chairs. We had pink ones, purple ones, green ones. <laughs> we had so many chairs, you would think we were in the LBG King movement. We was like, what's going on in here? We just had different colors. Nothing looked like a church. It just looked like, wow, they're trying to do it. They got, they got kitchen chairs, lawn chairs. <laughs> Before long, we had chairs all the same color. We were like, God's moving. So your present situation is not your end. 
Your end is what you confess over yourself that God is going to do. We were saying what God is what at the when we came in here, we had already said we're going to get two million people saved. Yeah. Not just two dumb kids, right? That's what we people say. We put it on a flyer. Our goal is two million. Like, oh, everybody always want money. We're not even money. We're talking about souls. We're talking about what we're going to do. And we just moved into a building which which the guy said, I'm not cleaning it. Right. So we had to scrub the floors, do everything, paint, paint the outside. We had to do everything. But we're claiming two million souls. Because we knew that God was doing something, okay? Because we're living off of God's promise. We're living off of speaking what God says. We're not living off present circumstances. And if... You, you got to live that way. Listen to this. Okay, watch this. This is your God. I'm in uh, Matthew chapter 23. And I'm in uh, verse 33. Watch this. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. He said, you snakes, you brood of vipers. See, I don't even talk like that. Y'all get mad at me. <laughs> and he says, how will you escape being condemned to hell? See, I don't talk like that, do I? I'm a nice guy. And it says, therefore, I am sending you, he says, therefore, I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Others you will flog in your synagogues and, and pursue from town to town. And so upon you will come all, all the, the, the righteous blood that has been shed on the earth. From the blood of the righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. I tell you the truth. All this will come upon this generation. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together as hens gather their chicks under their wings, but you were not willing. Look. Your house, meaning the temple of God, is left desolate. It was still standing when he said this. He said, it's left desolate. It's completely destroyed. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Baruch HaBabashim Adonai, or blessed is he who comes in the Lord, in the name of the Lord. So he's telling them, your temple is completely destroyed. When? He said, in this generation. What generation? The generation that he's born in. What's the generation? 70 years. What happened in 70 AD? The temple got destroyed. Every stone was turned over because the general said, turn every stone over and make sure you retrieve every piece of gold. And then if you read in chapter 24, that's what Jesus said would happen. So who's speaking it before it happens? Who wrote the book of Revelation? So you know tribulation's coming. And you know the fig tree got started in 1948. You know that. And you know tribulation's coming. And you know that the end of the fig tree, and if it was not for God saying, I'm going to give you an additional 10 years, meaning 80, from 1948 to 2029, they will be 81. So they can't turn 81 until the rapture happens, the middle of the tribulation, and the return of Christ with his saints. That's just truth. You don't have to believe it. God don't have to show you first. I didn't have to show them the temple. I didn't have to show them the temple. Des oh, I'm going to give somebody a dream so they'll believe. God, like I spoke it, it's going to happen. You understand? And you've got to know as a born-again believer, God don't have to show you nothing first. He just has to speak it. Okay? Is that what the, the guy said? He said, could you come and heal my daughter? And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, she's healed. And, and, and the guy says, uh, he says, I'm going to come with you. And Jesus said, I'm going to come with you. He says, you don't have to come with me. I am a man under, uh, many have many people under my authority. He says, and I know that when I say something, it gets done. You just spoke it good enough for me. Amen. 
He went back home and his daughter got healed. They said, when did she get healed? He said, the, the, the guy said, the same time when you were there and he spoke it, that's when she got healed. Yeah. So an hour before you got here, before you started walking back, when he said it, she, got, she was healed. Yeah. But we don't understand the, the, what God is trying to do for us. Yeah. Listen, this is all I'm telling you. You want to be successful in life? Plug in. You want to be unsuccessful in life? Unplug. So all you have to do. It's really simple. I figured it out, you guys. I'm telling you, I'm, a, I'm like a genius now. I figured it out. Just unplug. Just say, I'm going to do life on my own. I don't need Jesus. And God will go, have a good time. So I stay plugged in. Always. I want to know what God thinks about it. Okay? Because... What was our what was our goal, Pastor Ben? We're going to we're going to have the best Christian television network. We're going to shoot movies. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And oh, we I'm going to write screenplays. And Pastor Ben's going to edit. And, and God's like, you're going to be pastors. <laughs> and I'm going to give you great success, right? So you always write your plans in pencil. Because if you have to erase them, you don't know how God's going to use your talent. That's right. That's right. My talent, my talent probably was being able to speak the word of God and study and, and put things together. That was probably my talent because I was writing and writing and writing and I was reading and reading and reading. And God's like, oh, you like to read and study. I'll give you something to study. Here you go. <laughs> you understand? So you got to know something. Don't write your plans in ink and then hand them to God because you might need an eraser. Amen, amen. Say, God, this is what I'm planning, but you lead me to where I need to be because where I need to be is where joy is. I love this job much better than what we were planning, Pastor Dan. We're at the Hollywood Gospel Award shows. And we can't stop people from going to the bar line. They were, they were, they were over so much alcohol. We like, isn't this a gospel award? They, they had four bar people in there drunk. Praise the Lord. We, we, we're in there interviewing people. We like, obviously, there's some people in here who are into the religion of Christianity and are not into the life of Jesus. Okay, I hope, see, I don't got what y'all got to tell me 10 minutes. Do I have 10 minutes? Oh, no, you still have, uh, you have 13 minutes. Okay, good. All right, you got your booklets? Now look, the booklet is about the book of Revelation. This is the first of many, okay? And I could, get, I could have given you more, but I think this right here needs to be the opening for understanding the book of Revelation, okay? So let's look at it. You see the this is the what I've chosen as the cover. It says Pashut because the book of Revelation is a simple book. You see it. You see who the author. But I put the author by the olive in the top by Yeshua by Yahweh. You understand? I didn't write this. I'm giving it to you. What God says about the book of Revelation. How do I know God said? Because I didn't make anything up. I went back and found the puzzle pieces and I brought the puzzle pieces and put them together and God showed me where the puzzle pieces were. Okay? So let's, let's, let's look at the first page. Uh, okay. The first thing the Lord wanted me to know, it says, some say that you will receive a blessing if you read the book of Revelation. Not completely true. I've even taught that. But the scripture says, God says, reading it, I'm writing this the other day, God says, reading it is nothing. He says, the scripture says, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and keep the things written in it, for the time is near. All three must be done to get a blessing from the book of Revelation. Yeah. You got to read it, hear it, and you got to keep 
what's written in it. So when it gives you warnings, like get back to your first love, what does get back to your first love mean? Plug back in. That means people were unplugging from God and then they were trying to do things on their own and God was warning them, the, the church of Ephesus, you got to get back to your first love. If you don't, I'm going to come and take my light from you. Okay? So, um, remember, read, and then he says, hear. What does hear mean in Hebrew? Shama means obey. You understand? Smai Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Smai or hear means hear and obey. How do you say obey in Hebrew? Smai. How do you say hear in Hebrew? Smai. Same word. Ah. Okay? And it says, shamar, and keep and guard these things. Guard what you hear. When you read it, guard it. Putting the puzzle together. The puzzle has, the, it says the puzzle pieces are in 66 books, and the Bible tells you where to find each piece. The first piece is in Daniel chapter 12. Listen to this, you guys. Watch this, okay? Daniel 12, verse 4 says this, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and forth, uh, uh, and knowledge shall be increased. Okay? So what did he just tell Daniel? He said, seal up the book because you're not going to understand it. So the book was sealed up. Now, let's look at this. Revelation chapter 1. Uh, the, uh, uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ. What does revelation mean? Unveiling. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which what God gave to him to show his servant the things which must take place. And he sent and signified it by his angels to his servant John. Apocalyptos. It means laying bare to make making naked to reveal. So he's saying the book of, of Revelation is no longer a mystery. Daniel was supposed to conceal it until the end. We're in the end, so therefore the book of Revelation is supposed to be understood by everyone who reads it. But listen. But you have liars. You understand? Simple book, but we have a lot of liars. Because look, what's, what's the simple thing? Watch this, okay? Daniel could not understand, okay? Uh, Jesus, uh, through the angel, made it clear to John to give to us. There is no cover on the book. It is made plain for us to read, hear, and obey it then to guard it. That means don't let other people lie on it. Why then is it so hard for some to understand it if it is a, uh, a, a revealing of the end times? Pashut in Hebrew means simple. Simple things can be made hard by snakes, okay? By the snake. But, when, but we must go back to the one who first spoke. So who first spoke the word is God. you got to go back to God. All the pieces are in the Bible. You can't listen to snakes. You understand? Someone sent me something the other day. The guy goes, well, we all know that the who is the white horse in Revelation. What do you mean? The who? The, the health organization? That's the white horse. And we've been in the first three and a half years of the tribulation already. Pastor, I, I, I can't even pronounce his name. He's an Asian guy, but I can't even pronounce his name. Huh? Yeah. So I'm like, oh my goodness, this guy's a pastor of a very big church. But I already did a message about him. He's the one that's telling all of his members to make sure you come. And when you come, give your money in cryptos because the cryptos are going to be worth 10 times more than what you. So I want everybody to start giving in cryptos. I would have raised my hand and said, uh, do you know that cryptos are under 666, sir? He would have been like, yeah, but I, 
you know? So understand that there are always liars that are coming and telling you what they feel about the word of God, okay? So you got to go back to the original. Look, this thing, what is it? Uh, uh, oh, watch this. Here's something simple. Do not eat of the tree in the middle of the garden. Is that simple? <laughs> Became a very hard doctrine for somebody. <laughs> so, <laughs> he only knows that if you eat, and then, then the side will be connected to the root bone. And <laughs> by, by the time the snake finished talking, she was already eating. You understand? Okay, now watch this, you guys. Okay, I only have a few. To see, show you how simple this is. Daniel chapter 12, 1 begins like this. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands and watch over the sons of your people. Who's this people? Israel. And there shall be a time of trouble such as has never been seen since there was a nation. Even to that time, and at that time, your people shall be delivered and everyone who is found written in the book. So Michael's going to stand up and protect the nation of Israel? When does that happen? Because he says this when, this, when he stands up, there will be trouble like it has never been since the beginning of time. When is that? That's the middle of the tribulation. So when he said Michael's going to stand up, now he's talking to you about the middle of the tribulation. You have to know that because he's talking about it in Daniel, but Daniel don't know because it's sealed. Okay, so Revelation chapter 12 says, and a war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon uh, and, and the dragon and his angels and Michael and his angels won and they kicked the demon to heaven. I mean, down to earth. Okay, that was what? The middle of the tribulation. So they're telling you in Daniel, it's going to be Michael the archangel. Then they're telling you in, in the Revelation, Michael the archangel is going to stand up and fight. Then Jesus confirms it in Matthew 24, 21. Then there will be a great tribulation such as been since the beginning of the world until now. Daniel already said that. So he's telling you about the same time. So we just what? We just solved the middle of the tribulation. We know when the middle of the tribulation comes, Michael's going to stand up and fight for Israel. And we know it's the middle. Michael doesn't stand up and fight for Israel in the beginning, and he doesn't stand for and fight for Israel at the end. He does it in the middle. So we just figured it out. You know what? There is a middle of the tribulation. No rapture then. He's standing to protect Israel. Because the church is gone. Let's go, let's go to uh, page four. Since I got eight minutes left. <laughs> I'm kind of, it says, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall, shall, shall be awake. Some to everlasting life and some, it says, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Okay? So listen, there's going to be a resurrection of life. And then there's going to be a resurrection of shame and death. Okay? Two different types. Verse 3. Those who are wise shall shine like the light, like the brightness of the firmament. Those who are wise will, will shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So listen to me. If you are a candlestick, you are a light bearer. The Greek word means you are a light bearer. But it says when you get to heaven, you're going to shine like lights and like stars on your own. You no longer need to be a light bearer. So when we get to Revelation chapter 4, it doesn't say lampstands. Now it says lamps. Because now you are a light to yourself. Yeah. You understand? In this body, we are light bearers because the Holy Spirit lives in us. Yes. When you get to heaven, you will shine on your own. You understand? So the scriptures are very clear that 
that we are light bearers here. When we get to heaven, we're now light. Who takes us from here to there? Eleazar, who is he? The Holy Spirit. We get there and guess what is also brought? We already studied it. The scroll was in the clay pot. It was in the body of Christ. Now it's here, let's open the seals. So that means we can't be in the middle of the tribulation. It's simple, you guys. Okay? It says, um, it says, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and forth and knowledge shall be increased. Then I, Daniel, looked and there stood two on the other, at that, that riverbank. And it said, and one said to the man clothed in linen who was above the water, uh, uh, the waters of the river, how long shall it be? How long shall the, the, the fulfillment uh, uh, of these wonders be? Then I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the water of the river when he held his hand, his right hand and his left hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever that it shall be for a time, times, a one year times two years and, and a half a time. So three and a half years. What did this chapter start off with? Michael the Archangel. So he's saying it's going to be three and a half years from the great tribulation until the rescue of Israel. You understand? And when the power of the holy people shall be completely shattered, all these things shall be finished. It says, although I heard, I did not understand. Then the Lord, he says, then he said, I said, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? See, Daniel still didn't understand. So he said, go your way, seal up the book. It's not for you to understand. But for us, it's for us to understand. There is a middle of the tribulation, and it's called, and it's called the Great Tribulation, which Michael, the prince, the, the, the prince of the, one of the arch princes of the angels, is going to stand. He's going to cast Satan down to earth, and he's going to come too. Guess why? Because he's going to protect Israel for the next three and a half years. Yes. He's going to give them a place to hide. Yes. Yes. So that means that Michael is not Jesus because Jesus doesn't come until the end of the tribulation for all the Jehovah Witnesses out there you understand because snakes lie about everything okay Michael is not Jesus seven-day Adventist Michael is not Jesus you understand okay we just solved the middle of the tribulation sorry Pastor Ben I'm not gonna be that long I just want you to see this simple thing okay and we'll, we'll be done okay and he said go your way Daniel for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white. See there? I'm going to be made to a white person. <laughs> and refined. And I'm going to be sophisticated. <laughs> I'm going to be white and refined. It says right here. Now I was doing, I was doing a Hebrew Israelite thing. Because every time they read black, they go, see, it's black people. No, it says they would be made white just means you're going to be purified. You're going to be righteous people, okay, and refined. But the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away, that's the middle of the tribulation, and the abomination of desolation is set up, middle of the tribulation, there shall be 1,000... 290 days what happened to 260 days wait a minute blessed is the one who waits uh to to the 1335 days that's an additional 40 days 45 days what is going on here and it says but you go your way till the end now i'm going to solve the 30 days for you but the lord said don't give you the rest till the end okay in the book of numbers it says this now, when all of the congregation saw Aaron was dead, all the house of Israel mourned for 30 days. So 1,260 at 30, 290. So God is giving them a thrill wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 
30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning were uh, uh, for Moses in, uh, uh, ended. So it was after 30 days. You add 1,260, add 30 days, 1,290. So when Jesus comes, look what happens. Zechariah, I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me whom they pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son, and grieve for him as one for the firstborn. So now um, when Jesus comes, it says they're going to have a time of mourning. Let's see if Revelation uh, uh, confirms it. Revelation 1-7. Behold, he is coming with the cloud. That's the end of the tribulation, right? And every eye will see him and they, and, and they who pierced him. You see that? That's in Zechariah because it says those who pierced him. Okay? And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. So the 1,290 days just got solved. People have been running with this over and over. What's the 1,290? It's an additional 30 days added to the 1,260, which is the three and a half years of the tribulation. Add 30 days for mourning because Christ has come back and now they're going to mourn over the one that they pierced. Okay? 30 days. I think that's it, Pastor Ben. Yes, it is. Okay. I just wanted you to see that because when we get back, we're going to be going through the book of Revelation. Yeah. Are we having service next Thursday? We're not going to have service this Wednesday and this Thursday, which is going to give me time to finish the book. But I'm not going to give it all to you at once. I'm going to give it to you package by package, and then you put it all together. You'll have the whole study of the whole book of Revelation. Praise God. Amen. Praise Amen. Hallelujah. Pops, you got to pray me.